0: Get ready
1: for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the premier podcast in the world bringing you hidden truths about your mind's
0: incredible powers. Get ready to free your, free your mind. Mind.
2: everybody. Welcome to Mind Shock. It's Dr. Ron Dalrymple. The show will take you to the outer limits of your mind and to the inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is evolution of the supermind. As you know, I began working at NASA at 17 years old and we put people in space. That was way back in 1967, yeah, eons ago, which we called back then the final frontier. But at 19 years old while at NASA, I made a discovery. I discovered that if the mind is an energy field that transcends the physical brain, then the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. So, our mission is to take you to the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that for a moment the outer limits of inner space. Our motto for this show is Supermind, Superbody, and Super Spirit. In today's chaotic world, there's a revolution sweeping the globe about. It who we are and what we are doing here. A mind revolution that is changing everything. Whole new theories of mind that turn old science on its head. Old science is three dimensional and limited to the physical senses. We're developing new models of science that consider n dimensions as n approaches infinity. Today we have a great guest, Dr. Michael Nucitelli He's done some great work in eye predator and cyber systems and so forth. He's done a lot of fascinating research that I've read, really impressed by Michael. How are you? Great to have you here.
1: Oh, thank you, Dr. Ron, and hopefully all your listeners are both COVID and Internet safe. Thank you.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think you did a great job in your work talking about cyber-stalking, cyber-bullying, pray, and why you developed iPrayer. Please give us some, some background on what your research and how you got started and what led you to this point where you are in life right now.
1: Okay, well, real quickly, my doctoral degree is in clinical psychology. I am a New York State licensed psychologist, have been so since 1995. Hate to date myself. And, uh, you know, years ago, including now, I've always been interested in understanding and learning about whether you want to say it's criminal psychology, criminology. And back in 2006, it's available at my website, I wrote a concept called dark psychology which to me dark psychology quickly is you know is the understanding the dark side of human consciousness at that time I was also a forensic psychologist working in criminal courts uh, family custody and also a couple of uh, civil court competency uh, cases I worked on so as a forensic psychologist mm-hmm. and I was passionate about learning about what religious folks call evil and what the criminologists would call obviously the criminal, then the severest form called psychopath. So that is where, you know, my passion began and then I realized by studying and I'm sure you know this Dr. Ron, by studying, you know, the criminal mind, by studying the criminal, where better to go if you're looking to exploit, to taunt, to steal from others is cyberspace. And here we are yes. living in the information age, and what we're seeing is cyberbullying, cyberstalking, cybercrime, and the other categories of cyber predator are accelerating at alarming rates.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've what I've done. I've had a background in forensic psychology. I testify in court as an expert witness in criminal and civil cases. I also worked in prisons for a while in Florida and also in Maryland and did uh, forensic work and neuropsych, forensic work, and so forth. I know exactly what you're talking about. There are some fascinating individuals who are absolutely psychopaths, narcissists, and so forth, very manipulative people, and as you know, virtual space is a perfect environment for
1: them. (laughs) Oh, oh, good. I'm sorry not to laugh because it's such a serious topic, but you said it, sir. Yes, it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and please tell us more about that. You go into it, of course, in your, your documents here, which I read. Please tell us all about that. Why does it gravitate to social media? First
1: and foremost, uh, you know it's very straightforward. There are eight types of online aggressors or online assailants. I could give them to you quickly, or we could just move on. What would you prefer?
2: Uh huh.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, you have uh, the pediatric manifestation of iPredator is cyberbullying. The adult form of cyberbullying is cyber harassers, cyber stalkers, and Internet trolls. Then you have cyber criminals, cyber terrorists. And then the worst of the worst, the most depraved in my book, is the online child predator and then the online child pornography consumers and distributors. So Mm -hmm. those are the eight Categories of online assailant. Now, for your listeners to assess whether or not they are an iPredator or if somebody else they know, maybe an iPredator, it's very straightforward. And three criteria: one, the use of information and communication technology and social media to obtain, tamper with, exchange, and to deliver harmful information. Two, which is a little bit sticky in terms of understanding doctor, particularly if you're dealing with somebody that's you know, psychopathological suffering from psychiatric illness. But for the vast majority, the second criteria is a self-awareness of causing harm to others directly or indirectly using information technology. And the third criteria to know if you're a predator is a general understanding of cyber stealth. And what is cyberspe? It is a fancy word of addressing online deception. So if you meet those three criteria and you are targeting, uh, surveilling and looking to, you know attack someone online, you are an eye predator.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So you these types of deviant personalities, psychopaths and so forth, narcissists, classic criminals, we talk about, they've found this place where they can stalk individuals, organizations for that matter, and do it in a very streptitious manner, keeping their identity hidden behind the veil, and he made a point that's like you know, Little Red Riding Hood and The Big Bad Wolf where you know, they present this illusion, this facade of identity to pull people in and then trap them wherever manipulations are trying to work.
1: Exactly. Essentially, doctor, and you know this, is that I can go online. Let's say I'm an online child predator. I can go online. I can create a profile, whether it be a Snapchat, an Instagram. I can create an account. I can find an image, and I am a 15-year-old freshman that lives and goes to school to the, you know, one county over from your daughter and I contact her by using my Polonius profile. So essentially, thanks to the information, don't get me wrong, there's many more benefits than detriment, but I can go online and I can create a profile and I can target anyone I choose to target, depending on what my malevolent predilection is.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you could create a whole myriad of facades, in order to go fishing, I guess as they call it, various uh, data pools and so forth, social media and whatnot, to trap various people in the various forms of manipulations.
1: Exactly, and, and I want wow. to make the point, Doctor, is that yeah. the, the vast majority of the eight categories, obviously because cyberbullying is pediatric, we can't say there is an access one or access two personality diagnosis, or unless a child engages in child pornography, you know, child pornography, the the you know transfer, the dissemination, exchange of it. Cyberbullying is not illegal. Cyber harassment is not illegal. Internet trolling is not illegal. Uh, cyber stalking is only just beginning to be recognized in courts throughout the country. But essentially, folks that I've helped, when they've gone to law enforcement, you know, presenting evidence of being cyber stalked, unfortunately, falls on deaf ears. Cybercrime, obviously, uh, is illegal. Identity theft and hacking, all that. Cyberterrorism, by the grace of God, is none of us, we have not experienced a cyber terrorist attack yet. And then the, the online child predation and online child pornography, as I mentioned, is illegal. But the vast majority of cyber attacks is legal and occurs every day. Unfortunately, it can't be reported, and we really know very little about the true psychological devastation it can cause online users. And, doctor, that's both children and adults. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that really is really disgusting beyond belief. And as you're right, we don't know how much damage is being done by these characters. And as you stated, the technology has run way ahead of our laws, ability to keep up this quickly transforming online world.
1: Exactly. Right? And one of the tenants yeah. I'd like to, if we have a quick minute, is self concept of iPredator. The acronym is called ODOR, Offline Distress dictates online response, and what odor is, is however my offline life is going, whether I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm financially you know, distressed, I'm in arguments with my loved ones, I believe, I certainly can't quantify and prove it yet, I believe it has a direct impact on our interpretation of what we do online. Real quickly, as I briefly mentioned, there is only three ways to manage and control information here in the information age. We can compile information, we can disseminate information, and we can exchange information. Doctor, those are the only three ways that we can deal with information. But those three elements can be used to target, defame, and to character assassinate another person to where, and again, anecdotally from my volunteer experiences, where people have lost their jobs uh, a couple years back, I had a uh, a young man who did not get admitted to college, um, and it, it's absolutely amazing what internet trolling and cyber stalkers are doing to folks that are vulnerable and are not online safe. Michael, those are fascinating points. It just amazes me
2: at the the breadth and depth of manipulations and psychopathology these characters can. Act out online, the wide range of people they might trap, these various different manipulations. You we get to the issue of governments and also corporations, which get involved in reducing behaviors. Perhaps a little bit later on, but focusing you now on the individuals and all these kids. What are some of the techniques that you teach the folks about how they can protect themselves in dealing with all this cyber crime and cyber stalking and so forth? Well,
1: the, the first thing is, Dr. Ron, and I say this every volunteer call that I make in every educational Internet radio uh, show I do, and I'll be doing it today, I say it three times, personal information, personal information, personal information. Clearly, the more personal information you share online, the more you're at risk of being targeted. So when I say personal information, is the less personal information you share, you exchange, you disseminate, however you want to define it, the safer you're going to be. And within personal information, the, the most, uh, oh goodness, which has the greatest trigger of being almost, you know, assuredly being targeted, is when an individual uh, shares, disseminate, and exchanges Sexually themed information and content. So it's not just personal information, it is also sexually themed content. So for your listeners that are in love with somebody who lives halfway across the country, for somebody that lives in the same home and you are exchanging using your smartphone, your cell phone, you know, sexting or sending, you know, nudie images that's wonderful and how romantic but God forbid if that relationship ends in an adversarial breakup because all too often in adversarial breakups and these are trending if you don't believe me you can google it is sextortion and revenge porn and I can tell you I, I would never wish that I'm my worst enemy to be placed in that circumstance where I or someone else is being sexually blackmailed.
2: Oh. okay. So you mentioned in your your papers sex extortion. Yes. One aspect of what i predators do. Please tell us about that.
1: Yes, extortion is is that for instance, uh, I break up with a woman, and uh, you know we've been dating for several years, but we we break up because I believe that she was engaged in infidelity. She was cheating on me. So we don't end on good terms. What I do now is I take all well, that sexting, the, the sexually-themed te- text messages, the wonderful images that she sent me from spring break and that, that one lovely little, uh, not JPEG, but video clip that she had did for me a couple years back. I now take that information and I say to her, if you don't pay me money. Or if you don't provide me more sexually-themed content, I am going to share the information, that content, to your family, to your job, to your college, to your religious organization, and throughout social media. That's extortion where it is sexual blackmail. Revenge porn is, doctor, I don't even ask. I take all that content that I have compiled over the last three years and I just spread it like wildfire. And that Mm -hmm. is what revenge porn and sextortion is more the blackmail piece. But revenge porn and sextortion, they are two (laughs) online assailant cyber attacks that border to me, and again, I'm not a religious man, evil.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, really astounding what's going on. I've, I've had patients tell me about, you know, they have teenage children who are sexting online, and the amount of explicit sexuality that goes on, you know, to my generation. Of course, I go way back, but it's absolutely shocking, you know, when I grew up, that type of thing was utterly unheard of, or unthought of, it's just unbelievable what goes on now online, and that's both genders involved in this type of behavior, and now, of course, given the criminality of some individuals, have found ways to take this type of information and use it in their manipulations. So Bill did, you made a point. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, no, I'm agreeing with you, doctor. No, please, keep going. It sounds as if, uh, you know, you helped me write eye predator. Oh, yeah, (laughs) of course. You certainly know what you're talking about.
2: Well, I've seen this type of behavior, of course, many levels before. I haven't been a psychologist for, again, I'm updating myself for over 40 years. But, you know, I think what you're doing here in cyberspace talking about this is really profoundly moving to people. And so it's what's really disgusting is that these criminals can take the information this type of communication and whatnot and then misuse it for sextortion or other types of manipulation or to destroy somebody's reputation. And We can understand that in politics and whatnot, this has been used. So the same techniques are used in politics going back you know, throughout history and now, of course, it's done with much more Dexterity, I guess they would think, in terms of their ability to use electronics, surveillance and videotaping of people to use extortion with them. But now the same concepts used in politics going back hundreds of thousands of years, in different forms, of course, are now used today in the virtual world to a much greater degree. And as you mentioned earlier and in your papers, it's exponentiating to the use of these types of criminal behaviors. Please tell us about that, Oh, well, certainly, idea. doctor. Yeah. I mean,
1: there was a time, again, I, I do have a little interest in political psychology and like to follow politics, but I'm certainly not as astute as you. But, you know, what, what politicians used, have used now, and will continue to use uh, is called disinformation and disinformation campaigns. Right. And, unfortunately, this occurs amongst children when cyberbully occurs cyberbullying occurs and also with adults when internet trawling cyber stalking and cyber harassment occurs and as i mentioned earlier is that we are now living in a world where character assassination is true and it can really ruin a person's career
2: yes yes that really is horrifying that was very well said you know people are now using these, these techniques to harm other people, to attack others, to sabotage them. Some of the old techniques used in politics, of course that's always been kind of a dirty field to work in. I'm sure going way back to the days of it came exactly.
1: But nowadays it to discourse And one more thing, that is it, yeah. as we all know, I'm sure you know, is that the information age is believed to have begun, you know, towards the in the late 1970s. The official birthday of the internet is 1983. So all of us, those that are listening, you know, uh, we are at the beginning of a period of history called the Information Age that is likely to last centuries. The next, you know, as the information age matures, virtual reality and artificial intelligence will become very involved in our lives. That hasn't happened yet. But getting back to us, that are citizens of the information age, we are the first, Doctor, the first since the beginning of human civilization to experience, to learn about what is called cyber side. Now, obviously, children, teens, adults have committed suicide throughout civilization since the beginning, but in the information age, this new term, cyber side these are children who are taking their lives because they are being targeted online.
2: Wow. That is absolutely horrifying. That is horrifying. I know you're exactly right. In many cases of people being destroyed who do become suicidal because of the humiliation that they feel from exposure, intimate behaviors, of things they've said or done. Exactly. Especially with today's ability to use graphics online and distort issues in way of proportion and recreate whatever happened to make it far worse, do more damage to the victim.
1: And, and in the pre-information here. age uh, world, Dr. as you know, uh, because yeah. I was bullied. So when I was bullied, again, I, I don't want to date myself, but when I was bullied, at the end of being bullied, I was able to, to leave the school, leave the sports field, leave and come home to my family, to my loved ones, to my neighborhood, there was sanctuary. Today, with children of the information age, not only are they you know, getting bullied while they're in school, but when they leave, they now come home and they're targeted via social media, email, and a variety of different other forms of information technology. Children of the information age who are being cyberbullying, they are targeted, taunted, and exploited. 24-7-365, no
2: escape. So there's, there's basically no escape for these poor victims of cyberbullying. It's absolutely unbelievable that, as, as you know, you made a very great point in your writings, and your work, that these individuals can reach into their homes, their lives, their virtual world, by computers, by their cell phones, by tabs, by whatever, and harass them endlessly, and that many others will jump in, you know, the uh, bandwagon effect, Others will, once my are to bullied, jump in and uh, join the phrase as it were. Yeah. Find myself, well, folks, we're here today with a fascinating guest, Dr. Michael Lucietelli. He's done fascinating work in cyber crime, cyber stalking, and a program he calls iPredator. Predator. we we'll be back in a few moments, folks. So please stick with us. Dr. Ron Dowrymple on Mind Shock. Be right back. Yeah.
0: Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime.
1: ASMC, the premier German company
0: that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks. Lots of quality and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to
1: HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC.
0: Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. A complete mind development course. The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more. All to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery a powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Remember, positive impact. www.healthylife.net.
2: Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind We have for today a fascinating guest, Dr. Michael Nucitelli, who's worked in a really
1: terrifying
2: and shocking world of cybercrime, cyberstalking, and so forth. Michael, how you doing? Welcome back.
1: Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
2: Well, thank, thank you very much for being here and giving your very important information. You know, we have a worldwide audience out there, and this stuff, of course, goes on all over the world. So many, many people listening might want to pass this on to their friends and associates about what dangers there are online from these predators who stalk out there. Another aspect of this, which is most disturbing, is that various corporations, it's come to my attention, are also involved in using these techniques to manipulate people. We can, of course, start with big tech, how big tech will rig your algorithms to falsify voting or to falsify other issues, like somebody has a web page and they get certain likes. If they don't like what you're saying, They make it a million likes, they give you a hundred, something like that, so the algorithms are kept secret, so you have no access to them. So big tech is using their power to attack various people and build up other people, so they're not really a a neutral platform. They are a publisher. They have exclusions under various laws and whatnot, which some folks work on change, but the point is these huge monopolies, these corporations have the ability to misuse the virtual world and their technology as well. How do you see that? Oh,
1: I agree with you (laughs) 110 percent. Not only did we see, we won't, don't need to go through, you know, go into politics, but we've seen it in the last election. We are seeing it now, and it's only going to, to continue until there is legislation to where social media platforms, the corporations, these monolithic companies, are held accountable in some way, shape, manner, or form. Because since the beginning, they've had carte blanche and have been, you know, completely, completely, uh, you know, uh, unaccessible. And for some reason, the, you know, the government, our government, or at least in, you know, assuming other governments, we, we have done nothing. But something has to be done. And don't get me wrong, you know, social media, they present themselves this is their their line is that we are an open source platform and all we do is we provide the environment we also subscribe to the notion of the first amendment for you know free speech which doctor i am a huge proponent of free speech but there is a difference between hate speech pre-information and hate speech now. In a pre-information age world, hate speech with many of your First Amendment free speeches would say, you know, it's still free speech, which they were correct in a pre-information age world. Now, hate speech can cause incredible destruction to a person, to a community, and to a corporation. So today, hate speech in the information age is Far different than what it was in
2: the 70s and prior to. Yes, yes. Now, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, as a, as a fellow psychologist, I know that you also can look at the media and see how different media platforms will coalesce and integrate together the stories they're telling or the facades they're creating, much like the cyber stalkers you're talking about. They can work as monopolies, and there are like six major corporations which control the vast majority of the media in this country, and social also limited throughout the world, six major corporations can coalesce their information and present the same arguments, the same facades that they wish to, to manipulate and control the people. So the power of the media is absolutely enormous. And you mentioned in your, your writing about Fahrenheit 451, it also brings up the book stuff orwell, and so forth, a lot of books written about yeah, <laughs> go ahead, please jump in there
1: well, no i doctor please you, you can i mean you certainly you're hitting the nail right on the head. Is that we are moving, and and I, and I don't, I, I don't want your listeners to, you know, you know, take from this. Boy, that Dr. Mike, he is one fatalistic character. Because, Dr. I'm very optimistic. I, I I do love. I'm very patriotic. I, I'm big blue. But, you know, I support my government. You know, whoever the sitting president is. Uh, you know. Um, but going forward, media's impact and capacity—you know—to manipulate and to control the people—that's got to be addressed. And, right. and it's not—and as you know, doctor, you just said it's not just big tech; <laughs> it's regular media that you watch on television and listen on the radio and read in the newspaper. So it's that entire mechanism that is moved to where object activity is no longer the goal.
2: right? Exactly. It's no longer the news or rather the propaganda, quite bluntly. But we're saw this for today because the presentations are highly biased and integrated and orchestrated. In fact, I worked at the VA many years ago. I met a lady who's a psychologist there who'd just been hired, let's say, by one of these clandestine organizations to go work for them in the creation of exactly those types of entities you work in that field. So they hire a lot of people who are experts in the mind and whatnot to create certain kinds of spin to best manipulate the masses. Now, I hope we don't get us in a lot of trouble on this, but yeah, that is what's going on. I'm sure a lot of people know about it. Now, I'm not realistic either. We're all uh, patriotic Americans who wish the best for this country. The big tech itself and these monopolies are a whole separate power entity. I suppose the only good thing about it is they have exposed themselves by what they've been doing. So many more people can see what has been going on for a long time because this is really nothing new. And now it's exposed.
1: Exactly. Think about that. So yeah. the, the internet troll, the predatory troll, okay, is an individual or a small group of individuals that create, you know, malicious, you know, hateful information that they then disseminate throughout social media. Well what we're seeing is, and I hate to say it, is that media and some of these social platforms are behaving eerily similar to the internet troll.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is amazing. It really, a shocking thing. You can also think about insurance companies often wish to do reviews now from various therapists, and they want to see the very confidential psychotherapy notes and the you know, highly confidential information pertains to the patients they want to do reviews of, which means they put it into their virtual world systems, which can be easily hacked. In fact, once the information goes into various insurance databases, there's some 50 to 60,000 insurance agents, I've been told, who could then access the information. It can also be hacked, because a lot of professional hackers can easily connect identification numbers with the files to expose the individual, then actions can be taken against them in terms of they're trying to get a mortgage or a job or whatever. It can be vilified, one insurance company to another, and other corporations, or it could be exposed by hackers on social media, internet. So we're entering an age now where confidentiality and privacy is becoming a thing of the past. That really is chilling.
1: It is chilling that. because, you know, what it's coming down to, you know, and it sounds silly, but it's true living in the information age, is that personal information is not just. C- cannot just be career ending but you know what we're learning is that it could be lethal you know when you talk about medical records and you're talking about you know insurance coverage and health care and stuff like that so moving forward we have to address all of it not just the categories of predator. now mind you what I had developed and presented is the psychology of the online assailant and it's just the beginning and we are at the beginning of a period of history, doctor, that is very well, as I said, going to be around for several centuries.
2: Yeah, yeah, it really is, really is amazing. Look back to the early 1500s and Henry VIII. I've discussed before was quite a tyrant at this time, uh-huh. and he was one of the first ones to begin using the Gutenberg press as a means of propaganda to manipulate the public and, and those the British Isles and also throughout Europe all the great things he was doing to build his profile and so forth, used it very successfully. Since that period of time of course information systems have exponentiated and now in the virtual world as you're making the point very well it's now being used incredibly not just by individuals but by organizations, corporations and of course governments often in extremists so Which it is, and not
1: to take it to its yeah. worst case but that is for your listeners is to Google dystopia you know, um, it'll be interesting to see if we continue to move in that unfortunate direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. The folks are here today
2: with Dr. Michael Musitelli. He has some fascinating information about his program called iPredator. He's researched what's going on online in terms of criminality and discussing the many implications of what's happening in the virtual world, not just on the individual level but on the societal level as well, really profound stuff. So we're back here in a few moments, folks. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Stick with us. See you in a minute.
0: stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses a three-part mind-stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with the step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Cheers from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course. The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dowremple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.
2: Ron Dal and Mind Shock. We have a great fascinating guest today, Dr. Michael Nucetelli, telling us about iPredator and his research there and the ramifications and implications of it. Doctor Mike, how you doing? Welcome back.
1: Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on. It's a joy to be able to talk with you, Doctor Rog.
2: Oh. oh, it's really our pleasure in talking about all the fascinating things. Now, in this segment I want to talk about more what we what people can do as individuals, groups, even as society eventually. What can we do to deal this evolving power of big tech in the virtual world, which looms more and more over the individual. So if the state or big tech, various monopolies, have infinitely more power than the individual, which really contravenes what the Constitution of the United States of America is really all about. In many other countries, we want freedom. People want freedom, not enslavement. So please tell us more about that.
1: Well, that in and of itself was a mouthful, and that's a show in and of itself. So, essentially, the first recommendation from a online set dealing with big tech, the information. Again, I'll say it one more time. We there's only three ways to manage information. We can compile information, we can disseminate information, and we can exchange information. Dealing with social media, dealing with online news networks is never, ever, ever assume what you're reading is gospel. So it is essentially taking a stance, and this even applies in a pre-information age world, but even more so now, is to be, when it comes to shopping goods and services, where you're going to exchange money, it is being an educated consumer, learning about the product or service you're going to purchase, but also just in general, It's being skeptical when it comes to information that you learn about online. Things that you read may sound uh, genuine, may sound, and they may even say fact check, but what I'm saying to folks is that oftentimes, not always, is that you have to be careful with the information that you're reading, hearing, and watching because it may very well be part of a disinformation c- uh, campaign. It may be skewed for political or extreme ideological reasons, or it could be wrong. <laughs> so it's understanding that what you're, what you're looking at and what you're reading, you have to be mindful, and, and the term is is to be skeptical. So that is very important in terms of dealing with big tech. From a personal standpoint, this is a concept that you can Google. I did not create the concept. It's called digital citizenship. And digital citizenship is the way you behave online. It's the way you conduct yourself. One, again, I'm not tooting my own own horn, Doc, but with my eight or nine different social media accounts, which I post every other day, what do I post? I post educationally, online safety-themed images. And when occasionally, if a troll comes along and says something nasty to me, I don't engage in banter. I will respond. If I do respond, I will say we'll have to agree to disagree. And if they continue, I just block them and I move on. I am not enamored, and I, I do not, you know feel elated when it comes to the number of friends and contacts that i have in social media that means nothing to me so digital citizenship is how you're conducting yourself it is being respectful for others to others it is you know being willing to say we'll have to agree to disagree and then also, it's being willing, instead of becoming inflamed and angry, it is you know blocking, moving on, and not dealing with a potential adversary. So digital citizenship is a, I don't want to say it's psychology. It's a way of behaving online.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's really a great point is that there's a whole new world, or a whole new universe online certain protocols, therefore, for proper behavior, which, of course, we've been talking about those who violate that on the, the darker side. We've talked a lot on this show about the idea that as humankind evolves in consciousness, we keep growing and expanding in various ways, and the Internet is a metaphor for that. And people can connect up, connect their thoughts, their feelings, their ideas, and share ideas, so it can really help the world advance profoundly in various ways. But there's always that dark side where certain people will misuse and abuse it, their own devious ends. Exactly. If you create a profile of your own behavior, of being a citizen of the world in this sense, then also find certain protocols of, of judgment and so forth where you do not jump into it with a troll, as you mentioned, but you block know, them. You create various uh, forms of behavior and protocol for yourself. You keep yourself away from those types of situations. So you limit the information you put out there. You don't give too much personal information. It's often nobody's business. Many folks love to do that, they're very trusting, but therefore naive in terms of this environment. And what you're advocating is finding a system of rules for the individual, you need also for organizations that can protect themselves and also not do damage to others. How do you feel about that?
1: I agree with you. Just like baseball, football, there are rules yeah. to the game, and that's what we need for the Internet are rules for online activities. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And I think what you're doing is bringing those ideas and rules is really a great thing to help promote that. And how would you say that people can, let's say you work for an organization, let's say a large organization, it could be government or it could be private, and you see that things are going on there which are questionable, and yet you have really no power there, what steps might you take? To intervene Well, with that.
1: unfortunately, that's a little bit of a loaded question because, I mean, yeah. most yeah. medium to large organizations and some small businesses have an HR, human resources function. But unfortunately, if that company, that organization, you know, engages in see and online surveillance, then HR, human resources, are really not going to be, you know... Uh, they're not going to be able to help you too much because they're more concerned about their own, ad, forgive me, their own ads, as opposed right. to to protecting you. So most right. importantly, you know, if, if there are nefarious, both online or offline, activities going on, it is, and I, I know this sounds silly, it is creating a profile, maintaining documents to where, if God forbid, a day comes where you're going to have to, you know, go to a, you know, a law enforcement if you're going to be involved in a court of law by due by due diligence by having evidentiary content to be able to prove whether you're making the allegation or you're being alleged to have engaged in something nefarious at least you have something
2: right yeah it really is a quandary for people to find themselves in a situation where we have no one to turn to and the organization itself was involved in various forms of corruption i worked at the va we had great great people there really tremendous clinicians and whatnot and i'm sure we had many find folks in the administration but certain things were on certain policies have been created which i had to strongly disagree with but were really an error and showed a complete lack of comprehension of clinical issues that had been enforced and perpetuated by the administration for their own benefits because they're working their own agenda, as you just mentioned, and so you really caught the conflict in between that we were there for patient care. The administration is there allegedly for that, but often for other reasons as well. And it's really tough to be caught in that, in that mishmash. you are evolving into a whole new world where the rules have to evolve with us, and we mentioned earlier, of course, that cyber systems have advanced way beyond the ability of law to keep up with it. So one aspect would be to advocate for... Of course, better laws be passed, more advanced laws. How do you
1: feel about that? Well, if I may, and again, everything at my web, we'll talk about that. I had this crazy idea. I still have it today, a couple of years ago. It's on the website. Uh, originally, it was for Homeland Security, but I also believe for cybersecurity. And me goes along the lines of what you're talking about. I call it IP3141. In the content, the continental United States, at least the last time I checked a couple of years ago, there are 3,141 counties in the United States. What I believe through federal, state, private, local funding is each county should have, you call it a facility, a clinic, whatever you want to call it, to where an individual or individuals can go to, they can get there by car or train or mass transit, to where they can sit down, they can be heard, they can be believed, and if it is proven evidentiary that another individual or individuals are engaging in cyber crime or illegal activities, about it. And that's what I call IP 3141. And these facilities not only could be a place where the disgruntled or the cyber attack can go, it would also be a a place where those who suspect potential cyber terrorism or some type of terroristic activities, they'd be able to go to these facilities to report. So I see them as hubs for the nation that would be connected back to one central network to be able to report online assailants and aggression. That's a that's a great idea, Dr. my Great idea. So, uh, Dr. Michael it's Kelly was here today,
2: folks. Dr. Mike, please tell our listeners where they can find you and find your work to learn a lot more about the fascinating research you're doing and what you also can offer them.
1: Okay, thank you, Doctor. Everyone, it's uh, I have both the .dot org, the .dot net, and the .dot C-O, no M after the D. So it is iPredator.org, .net, or .co, whatever you prefer, iPredator.org. And my entire body, all my content, my images are free in public domain. So if you want to download my cyber stalking identification interview in PDF, you simply click on the link. Press the button and download it. It doesn't even ask you for an email address or any personal information because, as you know, Doctor, that's anti online safety. Uh, I am not looking to monetize any of my work. My mission is, is to get folks to start thinking about online safety and, as we talked about briefly, digital citizenship. Okay, great.
2: Dr. Mike Nucetelli, thank you very much for your fascinating information. Thanks for being a guest today. We really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. Enjoyed your uh, information and so forth. And folks, please check Dr. Nucetelli and his fascinating work at iPredator.org.net or .co. Dr. Mike, thanks a lot for being here. We really oh, appreciate it.
1: Thank
2: you, it. Doctor. Okay, my pleasure. Take care now. Folks, we'll be back in a few moments. Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Stick with us. We have a short break here. We'll be back uh, with wrap-up.
0: HealthyLife.net, the Positive Radio Network.
2: Hello, folks. Welcome back, Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind Shock. It's a fascinating guest, guest Dr. Michael done since really intriguing work in eye predator. The idea that a lot of cyber-stalking, cyber-crime, cyber-stealth goes on now around the world. This is a global phenomena. It's operating at exponential rates. It's very important to protect yourselves from these types of intrusions by limiting how much information you put online of a personal nature. So be very careful. The person you're talking to online may not be who you think they are. It could be somebody using a facade, some kind of manipulation to deceive you in some way. Be extremely careful about that. If people ask for money or things like that, you don't recognize who they are. It's often best to delete, block, protect yourselves at all costs, realize it's a whole new world in the cyber world, and the rules are different. We're looking at, perhaps, down the road, new laws being passed to limit the operations of big tech with some of their privileges taken away, like the 230 exclusion and so forth, where they are no longer allowed to just do as they wish. In fact, the publisher but also there are very large monopolies, large companies, who are also able to use the lack of laws in the cyber world to manipulate populations and so forth and to do what they wish in terms of selling products and also in terms of examining people's very personal, confidential information, which is prohibited, of course, by HIPAA in the world of health and mental health. It's also prohibited in other other aspects of the world, but as Michael mentioned, that there's a paucity or a lack of laws sufficient to deal with the enormity of the issue. You know, the governments throughout history have used various forms of propaganda to manipulate and maneuver to people. Mention the fact that Henry VIII, back in the 1500s, was using this in terms of the Gutenberg press. He's putting out printed material to maneuver the way he wished. It's been used by ruling powers throughout history. So we need to be very informed consumers of information. What this means is to be awake, be aware, and not just believe something you hear on the media, no matter how convincing it might seem, be careful of your emotional buttons being pushed because once your emotions are pushed and your thoughts attach those emotions, and make it seem like it's more real. And if you believe in that system that's created, it creates a kind of a faith in that idea. You have faith in that yeah, idea that's real. So if it's an online predator, as a facade, you might believe as a facade, they sound convincing, you feel attracted to that person in some way, or it might be a manipulation. Similarly with corporations when they want to sell various goods and items like cars, you know, the car business is part of what drives the economy. So we're constantly sold to these cars at enormously increasing expense. I mean, I can't believe back when I was young, you could buy a there's a guy at NASA when I worked there who bought a brand new Corvette for five thousand bucks. Can you imagine that? It's a sixty eight Corvette, brand new, retired army colonel, cost him five thousand dollars. Try buying a brand new Corvette today for that. Right? Cost of homes going to way up because of monster inflation. But in any case Things have changed enormously in the world. And now as citizens of this new world, it's important to be aware, be awake, to kind of guard your 360 or watch your 60. as say in the military, correct? You know, look what's around you at all times online. Be aware. Don't get pulled into things because it might be something really unsavory for you. So be cautious. Also stay away from any kind of prurient behavior online would be ideal because that might also blow up in your face later on, as you mentioned through sex sextorks, and things of that nature. So it's very important to walk the higher path we've mentioned before, try to walk the higher path, live by a higher set of precepts. Our society has been influenced over the last century at least in a downward motion in terms of morality. Now, I would argue it's time to turn that around and recreate a much higher morality, much higher sense of self, because we all have inside us something much greater, something much more powerful, something at a higher set of frequencies, It's much better for us and for all those around us in the world to always walk the higher path and do the right thing, have respect, kindness, love towards other people. It might sound corny, but it really is true. Things work a lot better that way, and you can recreate your life much more efficiently that way. So be very careful of traps online. Be very careful of your behavior. And remember to walk that higher path and keep thinking about the fact that we are far greater than we're told we are. The old theories of science and the mind are changing radically. So check out our works, folks. Go to Amazon Prime. Check out our film called The Endless Question. It's a two-hour documentary about exactly these topics, the fact there's a higher mind inside us. Space largely from the book, Quantum Field Psychology, which is on Amazon. It was published back in 2004. It's a New Theory of the Mind, which connects up science and spirituality. It is a theory of everything. It's a hard science theory, axiomatically propositioned to connect up science and spirit. It's a whole new look at the world through those eyes. Our other book, The Inner Manager, is an earlier form of quantum field psychology. That's a journey itself towards higher consciousness. Another book, it's called I Love You God, where you focus upon higher concepts, higher ideas, bring them down to your ego mind, pardon me. So after a while, it takes control more. So it's very important to walk these higher paths, folks. And our other book is called Eight Days of Creative Power, Unleash Your Creative Powers Inside. We also have a lot of videos on YouTube and so forth. And we're coming out with a new book soon called Mind Games People Play. So, folks, if you're today on MindShock, check out uh, this great network, Healthy Life Net. A lot of great guests on here, great people running this show. Believe me, they're really wonderful to work with. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on MindShock, folks. Stick with us. We'll be back next week with another show. Take care and God bless.